Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, Dan Wallace. 77 years of age, Canadian military veteran, retired Ontario police officer, multi-decade chronic pain, chronic agony patient, who's being involuntarily tapered off his long-prescribed opioid pain medication. I spoke with Dan, spoken with him on air about a year ago, and then I've spoken to him a number of times over the last week. And he joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network, along with Anne-Marie Gatto. Uh, Anne is a registered, Anne-Marie is a registered social worker, psychotherapist, chronic pain counseling services. She's working with Dan Wallace, Marvin Ross, uh, who writes on medical issues for the Huffington Post, is uh, also working hard on on Dan's behalf. Hello, Dan. Hi, Roy. Hi, Anne-Marie. Hi, Roy. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, good to have you with us. Uh, I wish we didn't have to have this conversation. Dan, what what is your chronic pain like? What what are what are your what are your nights like? Well, since the guidelines came out and my doctor has continued to taper me, with each taper, my my pain has increased and my range of motion has decreased to the point where I'm only able to stand and or walk for five minutes at a time maximum. And the pain is just excruciating. The latest x-rays of my uh, osteoarthritis knees indicate bone on bone. And my orthopedic surgeon says, with my diabetes and the state of your knees, we simply can't replace, nor can we do any further surgery on those knees. You're going to have to live with them until the end. And so when I tell my chronic pain doctor this, he looks surprised and said, we can't do replacements? I said, well, that was in the orthopedic assessment that I had in last September. <laughs> so you can tell. Eh? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't help your comment about the CPSO. And when these guidelines came out, uh, I wrote... Uh, Jason Bousset, the, uh, the gentleman who was uh, chaired the, the committee that, that uh, made these, drafted these guidelines, and the past registrar and the president of CPSO, and I found the, the CPSO response particularly strange. I was told that the dose of any medication, including opioids, is strictly between the doctor and patient. And of course, my doctor, worrying about the possibility of sanctions, takes it just the other way and listens to CPSO. So at the present, he tells me, well, I don't think your pain medication is working properly, so I'm gonna tape you more quickly until we get right down and then we'll decide uh, what happens then? Um, so your 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 li- your life. This letter scanned into my chart, and he took it. And I said, I, I just want to be clear. I said, I, I think you're firing me. And he said, Oh no, you're not. And I said, Well, in the business world, if you had a job and you were treated this way at work, 
you would call this constructive dismissal. And I said, the translation into doctor talk is, <laughs> you're firing me. Dan, so the, uh, your, your that's dime... how it was left. Medication is going to be uh, papered even more quickly with each appointment from now on. When you were on the pain level of opioid medication prior to the tapering, how much did that help your quality of life? I was, I was coping well enough. I didn't need a cane. I could get to A to B without... I mean, I had pain, but I was coping with the pain. Uh, sleeping okay, uh, just doing adequately. Uh, not <laughs> winning any races, but adequate. If I, right now, without a cane, I can't even take a step. I've had a couple of really bad falls, and if I have another one, it could be my last one. And the thought of involuntarily having your medications, your pain medications, tapered even more and entirely removed. That must be terrifying to you. It, well, I've, I've, I've had some, some pretty um, horrendous things happen to me during my career, some that people would wonder how I ever survived them. And then I look at this, and this is far more... I, I, I had a... Um, a homicide suspect hole a nine millimeter to the back of my head until my partner overread, overread that with a shotgun. That was terrifying. This is more terrifying because I, I just don't know where to turn anymore. And when I called the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario and I spoke to them at length um, and, and talked about you and I said, this is unconscionable that a military veteran, 77 years of age, retired police officer, is being driven into such terrible circumstances by what you tell me is a misunderstood policy. I th they're the ones who are not doing the right communication. They said sure. to me in return, well, it's we feel terrible for Mr. Wallace. But it should never happen to anyone. And they then said they were going to have somebody call you from the CPSO. And how well did that work out? They did. He, unfortunately, he was someone that didn't have the clout to make any changes. As we discussed, when he called me, I said, I take it you're calling me to offer some help because I desperately need it. And there was a pregnant pause <laughs> because that's not how he thought the conversation would start. Um, he talked for 45 minutes, but we didn't really accomplish anything. Okay, Anne-Marie Gatto, um, registered social worker, psychotherapist, chronic pain counseling services. You and I have talked before. We've talked to patients. We've talked about patients. You put us in touch with a remarkable young woman, Liz, who uh, was born with spinal cancer, and is being treated as Dan is being treated. Yes. When you when you hear, I don't know how you deal with this, Anne-Marie. I don't know how you're able to, 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 to just push on, and you do. What, what's, what's going on with Dan? What's going on with the CPSO? What's happening here? Well, I push on because these people are my life. I, I myself have been a chronic pain patient for over 30 years. But now it's, it's, it's such a situation where you have 
medically dangerous and just cruel ideas such as those, quote, prescribing guidelines based on arbitrary nonsense. And then you marry that with the draconian enforcement of them from the CPSO and other provinces' colleges. And this leaves patients like Dan and Liz without proper medical care and in dire health. Well, who benefits from this, Roy? Certainly not the population that's dying from illicit Chinese fentanyl, which is what the target is supposed to be. But worse, instead of dealing with your first problem, the people who are overdosing, now you have two. Now you have two populations dying. And in what I what a doctor told me, and you know, I won't come on the air and say this, but but he told me that his feeling is that there is an increasing number of chronic pain patients who are taking their own lives. Correct. But I don't believe anyone is keeping statistics on this. And, and much worse, here in Ontario, if there was a chronic pain patient who did take their own lives, chances are when they did the autopsy and found out that it was a pain patient, they would once again in turn blame the pain medication which, of course, is a complete misnomer. That, that's not the cause of, of the death at all, but that's likely in turn what would happen. And, Dan, you very clearly stated that when you were on your original dosage of opioid pain medication, and remember, people, it's morphine in many cases, which is, which is battlefield um, pain, pain relief. It's, it's, it's been used for hundreds of years, yeah. when, when, when you were on your original pain medication uh, prescription, Dan, you had a life. I had a life. I did. And I'm missing it terribly. My eldest daughter is getting married in June, and I promised I'd walk her down the aisle, but it's looking less and less that she'll either be walking me <laughs> or I'll be on a set of wheels going down. And I'm I'm just so disappointed with it all you know it's i believe i'm talking common sense to my doctor and he looks at me like i got two heads you know it's just i don't know it's just depressing and Anne marie that's dan's doctor isn't the only one who's oh, doing this certainly not certainly not and certainly not in ontario it's all across canada we know that um but for all the fear and the blame that they toss around, they, they ignore facts like such as about 100 Canadians die every day from cigarette smoking. Alcohol is involved in a far greater number of deaths than, than opiates are. But are cigarettes and alcohol limited? No, because that would impinge on the rights of others, including those who are trying to limit opiate pain medications for the rest of us. So how's that for hypocrisy? In, in the United States, doctors are starting to push back a bit. And then there's uh, Human Rights Watch, which has issued a report which uh, supports patients in, uh, in what they're dealing with. But, you know, I, I think sometimes, Dan, when people hear chronic pain and Anne-Marie, when they hear chronic pain, they're thinking, well, you know, headache. or Because it's been, it's been marginalized by the uh, former, attorney, uh, former uh, attorney general, was it, for, for the United yeah. States? Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions. And has been marginalized by Mr. Trudeau, basically saying, hey, it's, just a, you know, it's just a minor annoyance. Just get over it. Just grab an aspirin or something and get over yeah. it. Suck it up is the word. I, I said, That's what I it was, yeah. up to the max. <laughs> when, you, when, you're, when you're dealing with pain at its maximum now, Dan, that just shuts you down, right? Yeah, it, that's it. Um, I'm done. I, I, I have this pain in my 
my thigh that that absolutely just it takes my breath away like i'm if i don't find a seat i'm going to fall over that just does me there's something i've been hesitating to say and i i'm still hesitating but you said something to me about if someone said to you you had six months left to live you do what well suicide there's a lot of police officers lately been committing suicide. Suicide is not in my DNA, not now, not ever. But I've had days where, in fact, I had two days ago, that my pain was so bad that if someone was to say, ah, that's it, you've got six months, I'd, I'd want to shake his hand. Now, thankfully, thankfully, that just goes away. But I should never, I should never have to think that way. And I have Anne-Marie as a sounding board, and while she's on the air, I, I want to thank her for being there for me because I don't have much in the way of anybody else other than my my family. She's been a terrific support and sounding board for me, and uh, that's all the sucking up I'm going to do. She's just been <laughs> outstanding. She's a remarkable lady. Marvin Ross also works, works so hard. <laughs> To such tremendous work. Dan, I'm, I, thank you for sharing your story. I'm going to keep after the CPSO for you, for other pain patients. And Marie, you're, you're, you're an amazing person. You do so much good. Thank you. And Marvin Ross as well. This, this message has to, be, has to be delivered. People have to understand what's happening to good people in our society who are being forced into living in agony for no acceptable reason. Dan, I'll, I'll, I'll call you in a day or so. That's great, boy. Thanks okay. for having me on. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Thank you. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 